we're here in a pool shed on a Tuesday night, and uh, or I should say Thursday night because this is when the show comes out, and then you guys can pretend it's Thursday, but it's really Tuesday. But uh, we are we are uh, in the pool shed, and we're getting started a little later than we were supposed to. And I'm going to have to blame my wife on this one. I'm going to have to go full out. And uh, it's going to take her about three months to hear this on the air because she's <laughs> behind on listening to these shows. Uh, but uh, she's the one reason why we're late tonight because she decided that she wanted to give me shit about uh, me doing, giving myself haircuts. Last second decision. What? Last second decision and she bailed. Yeah. And then she said, I said, well, what? Like, instead of you yelling at me um, in, in front of Kevin and um, just wasting it. Why don't we allow the listeners of our program to hear you yell at uh, me on air and I can defend myself? It was good. It was good, right? It was great. It would have been great entertainment, but she decided, no, I don't want to do that. And if I was on the air, I wouldn't be like this. Mm -hmm. I would be nicer to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So um, anyways, the thing, her point was, she says, why don't you get a haircut from a real person who cuts hair? Like a professional. A professional. And then I said, because uh, I don't want to, and uh, I don't know why, but uh, I said, why? What's your problem? I said, I don't care. If I give myself a bad haircut a week later, it's fine again. You know, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And and then she's like, but it's, it's uh, initially her, her argument was um, I was halfway through a haircut and I never really finished it. I think it was on one of these episodes. I was wearing a hat because of it, and I was going to unveil how bad the haircut was. And then she's like, you went to Toronto to drop off her daughter. You're walking through Toronto with this half-done haircut. You look ridiculous. Yeah. She never said nothing while we were there, but I did know I looked ridiculous. (laughs) And I forgot a hat, and uh, I didn't care. You fit in. Yeah, it's Metropolitan Center. They just think I'm like some sort of like... Eccentric. Yeah, or a foreigner or something. They're like, oh, this guy's probably like an Eastern European or something. That's the haircut they have over there. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't know. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. The guy's like from one of the stands or Kazakhstan. something. Yeah, something like that. Or an Uzbek or a, yeah. maybe this guy's like some sort of uh, Georgian. You know? You don't know. No. So, uh, that, anyways, I, I fixed my own hair, but... Uh, she subconsciously was like giving away my the things I need to cut my hair properly. She yeah. ga- she like gave it to my daughters when they went away to school. So now I don't have the tools to cut my hair properly. She's like forcing me to get my hair cut by a professional, right? But it's not stopping me because <laughs> I don't give a fuck what I look like, no, right? You, you just press on, work then, with what you got. And then Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, I went on to tell her that uh, I don't know how it came up. But even with a bad haircut, I'm still getting compliments about being handsome. There was a person that told me they thought I was looking handsome at the last comedy show I was at. It was a dude, but uh, still, it was nice of him to say. Counts. Yeah, it counts. I think he was sincere about it. Yeah. So he said I look handsome. And, and then I then my wife, you you said that my wife, who's a rocket. Yeah. You called her a rocket right in front of me. And, and, and I think it was a great compliment. Yeah. So then, uh, then uh, you said she thinks that I'm handsome, and I said, "Is that right?" And what did she say? She said, "Yes, she thought I was handsome." Yep. And then she said, "You could be more handsome." I could be more handsome if I got someone to cut my hair. And then I said, "Then I would get so much pussy thrown at, yeah, at me 
if I'm already handsome with a stupid haircut that I did myself, <laughs> yeah, then how goddamn handsome am I going to be if I, if I go to a professional? You need a bat or a weapon to keep the yeah. ladies off you. And I, you know, you can only defend yourself against uh, a pussy being thrown at you f- for so long before one of them gets through. Yeah. You know, it's just the law, uh, law of averages. You know, you can be the best goalie in the world. You're still going to let a puck in now and again. That's what happens. You know, so. So I believe that you're doing it for her. You, you're goddamn right I'm doing it for her. Uh, and that's the reason why my personal hygiene is suspect <laughs> at times. <laughs> And You're a selfless man. <laughs> I haven't bought clothes in like uh, 15 years. Ah. Uh, not real clothes, unless you can't concert, concert t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, not real clothes. Any thrift shop clothes? Oh, I like thrift shopping, yeah. yeah. Especially That's, on deal days. Yeah. Oh, we do have the show going. Oh, shit. What's wrong? Well, not that anyone cares, but fuck. But fuck. No, we've been we've been streaming, but the whole time our logo has been right over our faces. Probably better. Yeah. Now you have to look at us, which is not nearly as good. I'm well, sorry, everyone. Actually, but uh, you're a handsome mug. It's okay. Oh, now yeah, but uh, my haircut apparently from the side, my wife was quite disgusted with it. She said <laughs> it was it was <laughs> incredibly disgusting. I feel like she felt obligated to fix it for you too. What? She? I think she felt an obligation to try and fix it for you. Yeah, she, she feels that it, by me uh, cutting my own hair, that puts pressure on her to fix my hair because uh the parts I can't see and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not entirely true. The first couple of haircuts I gave myself, she didn't help at all. No. And uh, I, they're fine. They're yeah. fine. Because you got to understand, it doesn't fucking matter. And one week later. Yeah, it's just like growing out again. No one really knows. Yeah. And... Uh, that's the thing. I just don't care enough about my appearance, and I don't understand why it matters to people. I think you're one of the original hipsters. That that is uh, like you're talking like I to me that I, I take a bit of offense to it because I am a I am not a I am not a hipster <laughs> because in order for me to admit that I was a hipster means you're trying would mean that I'm not a hipster. Gotcha. You know what I mean yep. in, in that case. But I don't think of myself as a contrarian, which is what I think hipsters a lot of times are. They go against all fabrics of any conformity whatsoever. But if I like something, I like something. Like Lady Gaga, I can admit that she's talented. Like I, there's certain things that she does. I'm like, wow, that's great. You know, like yeah. I can appreciate the perform. Like that telephone video she does, mm-hmm. where she got the cigarette glasses. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's one of my favorite videos of all time. <laughs> you know, like I'm not total like against everything, but like a, a hipster seems like he could never give credence to something that hit mainstream. You I know? gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I don't feel. Uh, but I have strong opinions of the things I like and don't like, mm-hmm. and that's where I think that uh, I kind of am a hipster because if I, if everyone's doing something because it's popular, it makes me sick. Yeah. You know, like it, it automatically leaves a bad taste in my mouth if it's a fad of some sort. I like even television shows when they first come out. Like I remember Homes on Homes came out. And it was a half an hour show about a guy that went around and fixed people's fuck ups. Yeah, yeah. And then it got into an hour and overproduced and popular and I couldn't couldn't watch it no more. Yeah. I, I liked it when it was, I guess I like it when it's more underground. 
Yeah, even Tom Green's show when it was like a basic cable show. Way better. I thought it was awesome. And then it went to, by time it was on MTV, Yeah, it was like overproduced, I thought, and it lost something. Too many uh, fingers in the... Yeah, yeah. People trying to make money off something that worked. Mm-hmm. I know. That's kind of like a... I don't know if it's still a thing in, in like entertainment and comedy, but um, it's like... Uh, it's always a thing that bought that. I gotta get the show started. Okay. I, I forgot we haven't even we haven't even done this thing that we do every week. Mm-hmm. We do it because my friend Dave Charles he wrote this music for the show and we call it a theme song and we do it and then we start the actual program. So let's do that thing. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Dutch Hall. We are cozy in a pool shed in Pine Grove. We are clearly the funniest uh, podcast ever to come out of a pool shed, bar none. Mm -hmm. And I believe that is just because I have my good friend Kevin Van Dungeon here, everybody. And let's just hear it for him right off the hop. All right. How's everyone? You know, we used to to need a band and a bartender and a... And a whole bunch of like uh, bells and whistles on this program, but now I realize that all I need is my friend Kevin Van Dungeon and uh, this man here, a robot version of my friend Dave. Robot Dave, everyone. Yeah, why, what's your problem? My problem. He's pissed off today. What's my problem? What's your problem? What's your problem, man? I don't have a problem, Dave. All I have is a. Uh, I'm just, I give you a nice introduction. I, I don't have a problem. I don't know why you think I have a problem. You Thanks know? a lot, Pete. Well, there you go. That's more positive, That's at a least. a better attitude. Yeah. You got anything uh, nice to say about the Mexicans, Dave? <laughs> he really does. He really does. <laughs> you know I have a soft spot for Mexicans. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what I think, Dave, we forget to talk to you all the time about? And that is, you know... Um, first there was all that pedophilia and then there was, uh, all that stuff with the, uh, um, the residential schools, you know, with the Catholic, uh, um, uh, uh, the Catholic priests and nuns and stuff like that. All that history, that horrible, horrible history. What do you think about that sort of thing? Why does the world, uh, so hard on the Catholic church? He's learned what? his words. Jesus. Dave, are, are you are you saying that after pedophilia and like the horrors of what happened in the residential school, you you're like gonna side you're gonna like defend the Catholic Church? <laughs> a couple priests do some bad things. People do bad things in a, in all sorts of jobs. Why is it the Catholic priests always making the front page? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. I don't know, Dave. I don't like your stance, I'm going to tell you. Me and you, uh, even though I feel like I'm kind of like uh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein and you may are, are my monster, um, 
I don't feel like you are a, a representative of what I wish to create. Your opinions do not reflect mine. Oh, that's oh fantastic. <laughs> in the, in the uh, primary grades, uh, I was known as Husky. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Dave. I did. I do remember that. You were very husky. I also remember that his glasses would always break. And like he's all of his stories when we were young were like this, where he'd go, uh, where he would talk about uh, grade school stories. Mm-hmm. And he'd go like this. He'd go, uh, one, time I, uh, one time I was uh, having a snowball fight, and uh, somebody like hit me in the face with a snowball, mm-hmm. and it broke my glasses. And I went, fuck. And then I had to go to uh, the principal's office. Right, <laughs> and then like, the teacher heard me, and I go to the principal's office. And then one time we were playing soccer, and this guy kicked the soccer ball and hit me in my face, broke my glasses. <laughs> and I said, "Fuck!" And the t- teacher heard me, and I go to the principal's office. Uh, one time I was on the monkey bars, <laughs> and I fell off and I, and I hit my face on the ground, broke my glasses. And I said, "Fuck!" <laughs> Every single one of his stories. There's something about breaking his glasses and saying "fuck." He's like the real life guy from the Christmas Story. Uh, eh? Yeah, yeah, like Ralphie. Put your eye out. Oh man! Every time I watch that story, I think it's like a uh, like a biography of he Dave's does childhood. Look like a yeah. little Dave too. Yeah, except uh, Ralphie was the older brother and Dave was the younger brother. Oh, so he'd be more like Tommy. Eh? He went and he was husky. Yeah, but he, uh, Ra- yeah, he reminds me so much of Ralphie. Hmm. Real thick boy, real thick boy, <laughs> husky. Anyways, uh, robot Dave, everybody, robot Dave. And then you're wondering, who is this guy talking on the microphone? I am the host of this program and two-time, two-time. President's Club Award winner, uh, Pete Van Dyke, everyone. All right. Yeah. So we have a great show here tonight. We really do. In fact, even though we have to start off with a, a sad tribute to uh, one of my favorite comedians yeah. of, of all time uh, that, that was lost to the world today. Uh, Norm Macdonald passed away, and and I gotta say, uh, I had like nobody had any idea. He kept his illness. He had a long time time illness with uh, cancer, and he kept it secret from the public. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always respect people. Uh, speaking from a guy who has cancer and has blabbed about it, <laughs> and I've uh, tried telling jokes on stage about it, and I've tried to like talk and have sh- like talk about it on the show. In order, like, to be candid and to, like, f- kind of normalize it or whatever or make maybe help people who are also struggling and just kind of feel like they can relate at times, you know? Sure. Um, but the argument is that maybe that's pandering, you know, that maybe I am, uh, you know, maybe I'm just doing it to a, to elicit a response, you know, from... Um, um, Oh fuck me! Cancel from your uh, listeners. Uh, well, like for, yeah, from my listeners, from from like the if I'm telling a joke about having cancer, I'm just trying to get sympathy from the audience that they'll mm. they'll pity laugh at me or something like that. God damn it! What am I trying to do here? I just have to go to. Uh, there we go. I'm just gonna fucking. Oh, that's better. This, the media, the the stream was going caca on oh. on me. So, anyways, um. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, cancer, cancer that I'm like uh, pandering to people. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to um, tell a joke that's funny. Yeah. And uh, when I started out, because I have to say it about having cancer, uh, the crowd goes, ah, uh, 
when I say it. Okay. And then I'm like, fuck. You That's know, not like, what you're looking for. Now I, I got to dig myself out of that hole because it's like opposite of what I'm looking for. Right. Because you don't want people saying, ah, and feeling bad for you. That's exactly what you don't want. So you have to, I, I, I actually, that's why I'm, I'm like, that's why I always kind of struggle with that joke. Cause it, it's a good joke, but I have to get to the point of having cancer like real quick and then breeze it off, you know, so people don't concentrate on it. Right. But, uh, like I'm not, I don't really, I'm not doing it for sympathy by any stretch. Like I would downplay, like I, I would, I downplay it like it's nothing, you know, like, like, uh. So, anyways, that's uh, that is uh, um, interesting. But a, a person that can keep a long-term illness like that quiet, yeah, quiet for that long, like speaking of, from a blabbermouth, right? As a blabbermouth, you know, I respect the dignity mm-hmm. of kind of just like keeping that kind of like personal uh, um, a problem, like. Pr- uh, private, so you you don't worry your family and sure. worry your friends and stuff like that. Yep. And then one day they just find out you're you, you're dead, and then uh, that you just like didn't have to. Yeah, just like they got hit by a car or a something, heart attack right? or something. Yeah. But you know you could have had like, <clears throat> you know, like nine years of people coming up to you and giving you that like puppy dog look and yep. like, so how are you? You know, like no, really, how are you? And, you know, <laughs> they're talking about that your cancer or whatever. Yeah. It's nice, but I, I, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, you were saying before, though, like a lot of his stuff in the last couple of years, now that you know. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about sense. that. Well, as soon as I found out, you know, it's like you start thinking about, because I have like consumed, like Norm MacDonald, uh, as far as a Canadian uh, co- comedian goes, my I would say, and we have had huge comics come out of Canada, like, yep. Um, well, Jim, yeah, Jim Carrey, um, who, who's more like now no more as an actor, yeah. uh, but was started as a, a comedian. Then, uh, Howie Mandel, yep. you know, started as an actor, you know, Mike, my, or started as a comedian. Uh, well, he's still pretty, still does comedy. I guess Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. But yeah. He started in comedy too, but now doesn't do it. Yeah. But like. As far as a guy who's like a pure comic, mm-hmm. that's got the respect of his peers, like known as one of the greats, one of the greats, you know, like one of the purest comedians, and he like achieved success at the highest level mm-hmm. of his craft. Uh, and uh, oh, Russell Peters is a Canadian. That's yep. a big one. Yeah, that's a big name. Um, but I would say like Norm would be universally like respected. And if I could, like, you know, use anyone as, like, someone, like, that would be, like, the, uh, just from a stand-up comedy perspective, like, someone that you could model your career after as far as the, like, uh, catalog of work or whatever. Yeah. I'd say Norm MacDonald is by far, like, the the greatest thing that's ever come out of this country. So funny, too. Just so funny. Always. Yeah. I know. I like. Like I heard, <laughs> I heard a joke just today because looking up stuff on YouTube, and uh, I think the joke went like this. He was telling it to Bob Saget on his on his show, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, so there's this there's this pedophile <laughs> already good, yeah, yeah, and he sees this young boy, and the young boy comes up, and uh, he's playing with the pedo. The pedophile has this." Uh, welder's mask you know <laughs> yeah. 
that he has by his uh, his car, and then uh, or by his van, I guess. I don't remember how the joke goes exactly. And then he goes, uh, anyways. The pedophile sees that the boy really likes the welder's mask. He says, "Hey, you want to put the welder's mask on?" And the boy says, "Yeah." And then he puts it on, and he's like, hey, you want to come into my van? And the boy says, okay. And he goes, hey, you want to pretend you're driving the van or whatever? So the boy says, sure. And he puts the welder's mask on, and he's driving the van. And then he goes, you want some candy? And the boy says, sure, I'll have some candy. And he goes, uh, hey, you want to uh, suck my dick? You know? <laughs> and then the boy's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. You know? And he goes, uh, you want me to suck your dick? You know? And, he, and the boy's like, no, no, I don't want that either. And he goes, uh, you want uh, me to stick my filthy cock in your ass? You know, in your juicy boy ass? <laughs> right? Then uh, the guy goes like, uh, uh, the kid goes like, no, no, heck no. He goes, you know, uh, he goes, oh, I get it. He goes, no, I'm not a, I'm not a real welder. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the one I heard, the one I heard today was like a street joke that I think he wrote, and it was just about a guy going for a job interview. And, oh yeah. Uh, at the job interview, the uh, the question is, uh, can you tell me uh, something about yourself that you think might be detrimental to working here? And he's like, well, you know, I really don't like. Uh, ah, I don't. I, criticism doesn't really bother me. And the guy goes, well, actually, I think. Uh, that's a good uh, quality. He goes, I don't really give a fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, there's uh, the way, the way even he would just like, uh, like uh, break the rules of comedy just to, uh, for the sake of doing it. Like you're supposed to sh- make, get to the point as quick as you can. 20 minute moth joke. Yeah. But he does that 20 minute moth joke, which is exactly opposite. The, he's taking it, uh, yeah. which becomes the swerve in a way, yeah. you know? Which is so so smart, you know. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah, but you look back at his catalog now, and you're like, yeah, he did that whole period of time where he's just talking about death all the time, and I bet you that's about the time he got yeah. diagnosed, and then and then you know he hung around with so many old people, and then he was like uh, always, um, even the guests on his on his podcast, a lot of them were pretty old, mm-hmm. and at first you're like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's like. Uh, Cause you all, I know for my show, I book guests that I have questions for, right? You know that I that I want to pick their brain, or I want. I don't know why I have Joe on because I never picked his brain. <laughs> um, but they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, um, it would be so much fun, funny, more funny if he was here, except we'd have to hear him. Yeah, it would just be fun if we could just like. Hey Joe, come in for that one. Joe, turn his mic off, and-, and then and then as soon as like yeah, as soon as he heard me burn him like that, and we all had a good laugh, then we had to ask him to stay out there okay. until we're ready to make fun of him again, <laughs> and then have him come back in. Come again. On back in, we got one. We got one for you again. Sit there, and then hmm. we'll, and then he'll be just talking of the way out. Yeah. You know, yeah, that would be the best way to have him on. Stealing a mic. He still does draw an audience. I'll tell you that, Kevin. Yeah. Oh well, I'm not saying he's like uh, Fred Eaglesmith territory. <laughs> But, is it uh, his good looks? Well, no. It's not his good looks. But the, the the people do tune in to hear what kind of a bullshit comes out of his mouth, <laughs> and that, which, I, which I think is his charm. Yep. Uh, He's a polarizing guest on your show. He is a polarizing guest, yes. He is definitely a polarizing guest. It really does suck about Norm, though. Yeah, it does. He was, uh, 
he's really going to be missed as far as like a fresh take on something yeah or a uh different way of going about doing like if you look at norm mcdonald and i've his early stand-up like when he was working for yuck yucks and stuff and he was like real skinny and it, and it was just very much you know jokes mm-hmm. and uh it was like a rhythm, you know, like there was something like very old school about it. And then um, as he got older and then started to be more introspective and stuff like that, I think that's like his, that, that kind of, that kind of stand up was way more provocative, but way more, uh, I don't know. Like, I think that, you know, like why wouldn't he still, like when he says when he was doing stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing anymore, like right. even when he got in trouble for saying Down syndrome instead of, re, you know, yeah. the R word or whatever, <laughs> um, he he, uh, you know, he was doing that because he was speaking his truth. Yep, he was a man of his time, and he I think he really thought saying Down syndrome was better. Yeah, I don't think it was done with hate for no, sure. No, 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 no. And uh, so that the but I I and I think that he's like a product of. Not only was he a product of his time, he was speaking as he was, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't think that he could, uh, I don't think that he, that, uh, I think it was Nietzsche or whatever. Uh, he says that you have to, uh, live your authentic uh, self and then you can achieve high levels in your art or whatever. And I think that Norm Macdonald was a good example of that. Like, I think that he brought his art where his brain wandered and then did it in a, in, in a way that that always made you learn from him when you watch how he grew with his career with his um stand up that's how you could always learn something new when you'd watch him cuz he'd always be getting better and he's you know great on the news on Saturday night live like i wonder how frank stallone feels today <laughs> cuz every is frank stallone still alive i have no idea but he was the he was the punchline for a lot of jokes <laughs> for the germans yeah, David Hasselhoff too made a yeah. bunch of them, uh, and uh, oh, one of my favorite uh, SNL uh, uh, jokes that he would tell, that he told was uh, um, Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley uh, re- announced their divorce today. Apparently, <laughs> um, uh, they cited irreconcilable differences. Apparently, Lisa Marie likes to is more of an introvert and likes to cozy up with a nice book, and uh, Michael is more of a homosexual pedophile (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he was he was hard on oj and that's what lost him his job yeah yeah right yeah well it's kind of i i totally get it when it's when especially when you think that you're in stand-up comedy so you can say and do whatever you want right yeah like most stand-up comedians i think universally do not like being told what to do and so when somebody tells you don't make jokes about OJ, that's what you're going for. It. <laughs> it's like such a temptation. It's yeah. like don't don't uh, speak of a white rabbit, you know, like yeah, or don't don't think of a white rabbit, you know. That's the sort of thing it is. It's just really hard. And uh, like I've been told a couple times, like like to keep it clean or whatever, you know, and or something. And I'm and uh, it's okay if I t- if I took the gig that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you hired a shit show and then you just, like, are, like, busting my balls about 
yeah being dirty or whatever like ah, f- you know fuck you man i'm not getting paid for this or whatever you know yeah. i'm gonna say whatever i want I, but i understand uh so where was i going with this i fucking blanked out i think it was about norm uh just being told what to do and going oh, in the yeah. opposite direction yeah so like oj you, you don't do that and then you're gonna do it plus yeah. that what this is the fucking biggest story yeah in the world and literally in the world at the time I was in England in 95 for the OJ verdict and like, and it was uh, like the London shut down like for the, the OJ verdict. wedding almost. Over yeah. There. Everyone was on the, watching the verdict on TV. I remember that. That was a big year when we were over there because they had, when I was over in England, that was like a re- referendum in Canada. Mm-hmm. So that was when uh, uh, oh, Quebec, Quebec had to vo- vote to leave or whatever so we were over there thinking like is our country going to split apart like mm-hmm. we're going to go back to a different country um but it was like a close vote and, and uh quebec stayed yeah let's see. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't see what like everyone's so married to their like even me when i was young i was married to the idea of canada right. being together forever and all that stuff and now i'm like it doesn't make any sense for canada to stay together it doesn't make any sense for like uh, the United States to stay together. It doesn't make s- sense for any of it. Like if you like, I don't see why we need a federal government really to do very much for us. Yeah. I don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it should just be like the, the provinces handle the, all the important shit. And then the, what, what the fuck does the federal government supposed to do? Yeah. The provinces can get together and fight it out. Yeah. I think, yeah, just let us be our own countries and then we don't need the feds. And then we have to have some, our, uh, Rob Ford, or what's our guy? Doug Ford. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doug Ford's got to go and uh, fight with talk with Putin or whatever. Oh, yeah, he's got to go like because he'd be a, like his own country leader. Or Joe right? Biden. He's got to go down. Yeah, talk, well, but I think the United States will break break up before Canada. Yeah, and I, but I think if the United States broke up, we'd break up too. Like some of us would leave with them. Like uh, they would, we or like uh, BC would be like, hey, we're gonna go with uh, Oregon and Washington, and you know, it'd be a power move too, is if like Ontario joined with like New York State and maybe Michigan, and we're like, we got the freshwater fuckers. Oh yeah, well that's a that's a big one because right now like water shortages are a real real deal. Like even in the states, they're starting to run ads about like. In some places, about like uh, water conservation because it's a real problem, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like when that becomes a problem, it's not about drinking water so much. It's about like what kind of water are you using to like uh, grow crops and, yep. and manufacture things. When you manufacture things that require a lot of water, like you just uh, aren't going to be able to do it in California and Arizona yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. So that that's going to move up to places with water, like they're going. All of a sudden, production and stuff is going to move to Minnesota and to yeah. the Great Lake Basin and all that stuff, like places where they have a lot of fresh water. And I think glo- globally, you'll see industry move to Canada because they got water. we got water. But then we won't have water. Yeah. And also with global warming, too, like we have the Northwest Passage that's opening up mm-hmm. and it's bigger than, you know, it doesn't have the restrictions of the Panama Canal. Right. So you can put bigger ships. And they're going shorter distance for a lot of the treks. And, and because they're taking less treks because they're bigger ships, they potentially do a lot less da- damage. Ah! What happened? Uh-huh. You got a cramp? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Where is it? Uh-huh. It's a hammy cramp or a bum cramp? Uh, no, it's, it's in my leg. 
It's just fucking crippling right now. Oh my mustard. god! What mustard? We'll mustard? Yep. Tablespoon of mustard gone. Will you take away my? Will it stop the cramp immediately? Yes. I watch hockey players do it. Go. You just eat mustard? Yep. I don't have any in here. Oh. I think text, I should text my wife. Text Jane and have her bring okay. some out. I'm gonna do it because this is like a, it's, it's super just out of nowhere. Mustard. Yep. It'll take it away. I watch hockey players do it on the bench. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna call her so it's more immediate. Yep, I think it's a good idea. This is an emergency. <laughs> She's in the shower. Did she see sh- she was showering? No, I don't know. Oh, this is good. Sorry All right, what a haircut. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hey, Jane. Jane, I'm having a horrible cramp, and Kevin says if you bring me mustard, it'll make the cramp go away. Mustard. Just bring it. <laughs> <laughs> mustard <laughs> please pretty please <laughs> but <laughs> please <laughs> I changed my tune please honey bunny <laughs> sugar nipples please. I didn't know it was being too tough on her there with the, <laughs> but she's gonna ask a bunch of fucking questions instead of bringing my mustard right <laughs> this is a live emergency on your show <laughs> I can't sit down this fucking thing's gonna start cramping on me again what is wrong with that was an aggressive cramp, man. It really was. Did you? You I, sprung out of your seat. I thought like oh. maybe you were passing. Oh no, no! This is a <laughs> like. Have you like you know when you're sometimes most of the time I'll get them in my calf. Yeah, or right. I get them in my feet sometimes too. This isn't my feet. This is the, this was the back of my thigh. Oh yes, holy, mustard's holy, here. She's quick. Not quick enough for a crampy McGee here. All right, yellow mustard. No spoon, just gotta dump it in my mouth. Not that stuff. Yellow. Not that yellow. Yep. Like a tablespoon, it'll take it away. I just gotta dump it in my mouth. All right. All right. Okay, a tablespoon in my mouth. Wait, hold on. Just oh. getting this out of the way. All right, tablespoon in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, more. <laughs> you mm. know, you know, it'd be just amazing. Mm. Oh, it brought it back. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it did bring it back. Maybe it didn't go down my gullet fast enough. Ooh, it's kind of good. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It's really bad, though. Is the cramp still there? Wait, no, it go- it's gone. It is gone. Wait, yeah, it's gone so far. See? I know where it's been. Right behind here right is where it was. the old hammy. I'm like, stomach cramp? Like- no. It straightened my goddamn leg right up. It stood up, like, like it sprung me to my feet because it's like this thing's this thing is really angry. I thought he got bit by a squirrel. What are you doing? Are you looking up what? It's true, mustard man. What I got bit by a squirrel? Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that what gives me cramps? No, I thought I said it looked like you got bit by a squirrel or something. Oh, oh, just jumped. No, I wasn't bit by a squirrel. What action? I saw it, yeah. This has been an action <laughs> filled po- episode. Yeah. Jane's looking it up right now. There's probably going to, if you look it up on WebMD, they're going to say I'm dying. Don't do that. She wants to know why mustard <laughs> fix cramps. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, Kevin just wanted thing. to see me eat a lot of mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember Kevin Van Dungeon at, at a party one time where you were making claims about an iron stomach. Uh, oh, yes. And uh, where people were feeding you different things to try to see if it, you would puke. Did I puke? You did not puke. No. And you ate gross things. I fell into a 
fire at one of your parties. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Tried walking across the skids on a fire and oh yeah, one gave way, fell right in. Yeah, that happens. It happens at bush parties. Veteran move. Yeah, I remember a Sonnenberg party too, where I was riding a skid on a fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are great days. They were. <laughs> it's amazing we all survived. Any evidence, Jane, that mustard takes away cramps? Uh oh. I watched a guy do it honestly in hockey. He had a mustard packet on an NHL game. Yeah. And, he, and they're like, "Why is he doing that?" And he's got a cramp. Oh really? Yep. Well, I gotta tell you. So far, like it has subsided, and right immediately before I swallowed the mustard, I w- it was cramping a second time. Uh oh! And um, and then it stopped. Then it hasn't come back. So it may have worked. You think it was yellow? Yellow mustard, because it was a little hot dog packet. Right, right, right. And if I would have used a Dijon, it could have worked, but you didn't. It was no guarantee. And it might have tasted better. It was fancier. It's fancier. I think what I would be was my, my it would be like more of a French cramp. <laughs> D- Le Dijon cramp. France. I found out that uh, Dijon mustard was uh, a Pope's. Favorite uh, mustard? Yeah, he uh, liked mustard and I guess some guy from Dijon France Yeah, was his mustard maker. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what Pope. That's as much as I know about this story. Pope uh, Pope Hot Dog the Second, I think so. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Hot Dog John Paul. Yeah, that's the only the time you I would use yellow mustard for a cramp. No, a for a hot dog. dog. But I would even I don't think I would even use it on a hot dog. I think I would just use I would use something fancier. I put it on eggs before. Mustard on eggs? I have. You know what I like on eggs is my go-to, and the only reason I have it is because if you spend more than two hundred fifty bucks at the one grocery store, they give you like free shit and yeah. it's shit that you're trying your hardest not to buy yeah for the most part they'll give you like a bunch of cookies and stuff mm-hmm. anyways one time they gave me gave us all the condiments you know these and so we got a sriracha no we got a bunch of yellow mustard is that what we we're talking about yeah. what are you laughing at uh, so it says one site says wait wait come here So yellow mustard contains acetic acid, which is documented to relieve nighttime leg cramps. Oh. Um, The other one says, no, you just need heat or cold. And then this one says, you should have an orgasm by yourself or with a partner. And that will help cramps. Wow. (laughs) Really? You've got something to do right after this podcast is done. I like the third guy. It's your duty. Pete has a cramp. I have a cramp and I need an orgasm. <laughs> Nothing. You won't be worried about your mm. cramp. Is it back? Yeah, I think it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I heard that part about the orgasm, I think my cramp's coming back. Well, this is all for this week on Dutch Hall. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you in about two seconds. No, I'll just be sleeping. Can't see yourself out. Yeah. I finally edited that one show of Joe's that we left recording after the show. Oh, it was like uh, I had to pee so bad at the end, so I had I hit uh, end stream, but I didn't. And then another screen comes up and says, "Are you sure?" And then we I didn't hit that one, no. so I just kept streaming for another like two hours. And Joe and me were talking at the bar, and he said horrible things. Anybody hear it? No, I don't think anyone heard it. 
But uh, I finally erased all that stuff. That's good. Technically, it's not erased. I can go always get it. Oh well. There's a. I should pull that. And use it against them. Yeah, give it to a. a what do you call it? One of your uh, TMZ. No, the uh, people that pay to listen to this. Oh, I give it to Jen Patreon. Yeah, one of your Patreon customers. Yeah, I don't think she's going to know any of the people who's talking about. Um, but it was funny. He was really mad at me when he found. When I was like, "Oh, I just put all that on the internet by accident," and he's like, "Oh, you're in trouble." Um, he was really upset, and I had to take it down. Um, he said, "I said these things; they'll ruin me." <laughs> <laughs> ruin what? Yeah, Let's be honest. Yeah, you can't be ruined. Can't ruin what's not there. Yeah. Anyways, um, I want to see my li- my list. There is one thing we should do. It's a segment that we do on the show called Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. Uh, this week's segment is brought to you by our sponsors. If you're having problems, are you having uh, problems reaching your personal goals? Or is there something standing in your way of you achieving the life that you want to live? Well, I got, uh, maybe you just need some better help. If you go to betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall, you'll be connected with uh, a licensed professional in less than 48 hours. And uh, I got to tell you, they're they're not a crisis line. They're not a self-help line. They're... They're uh, professional counseling, done discreetly. Uh, they are, uh, you can meet, uh, they're pretty good service, you know. Go to www.betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Dutch Hall. And I got to tell you, I don't know if you know this, but I use the therapy and I can still use it because uh, my brain doesn't work as good as it should. And I think that uh, everybody can uh, deal with some of the shit that you got going on in your head. By, uh, so why not uh, use a service where you can be connected with uh, anywhere you are in the world with these internet, inter- like a an in- uh, network mm. of professional therapists tailor-made to your needs. And if you don't like the one you got, you can switch them. It's a very good service. So if you want to, again, betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. And for Dutch Hall listeners, you'll receive 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. BetterHelp is a sponsor of this program. And so is Amazon. All you got to do is go to the Live from Dutch Hall website, click on our Amazon banner and do your shopping, and then some of that money will come back and help the show. So thank you to those people. And we also have one more thing to promote. Let's say two more things. One is Patreon. Mm. Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. And you know what? If you do decide to support us on Patreon, I don't give a shit what I got written on that site. Because we have so very few Patreon supporters. In fact, we have one, our queen. Yeah. Anything that's on there is, like, not enough. We're going to do whatever you ask. Mm-hmm. We're literally your bitch. <laughs> All you need to do is give us money, and we're your bitch. You know, we might even not even use the money for the show. We just might use it to shower you with gifts. Nice. 
as we're considering doing with our Queen Jen Husko. And so we should. And so we should. She's a great supporter of the show. Yep. So if you want to be like her, where we're your bitch, mm-hmm. all you got to do, patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. And even for like five bucks a month, that's 60 bucks a year. For this? That's a bargain. Yeah. 52 shows? Yep. You know, it's only going to cost you 60 bucks. A buck and something a show? Oh, come on. It's it's easy. And you're going to make us your bitch? Yep. That's what I'm talking about. 60 bucks will you be your bitch. That's how fucking cheap of whores we are. <laughs> Two so, bitches, yeah. 60 bucks. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes three. And uh, I'm working on uh, an interview with a internationally... Uh, Renowned recording artist. That's pretty goddamn good. <laughs> and uh, so I'm hoping to hear back. That was mm-hmm. something we get out shortly. And uh, also, there's a new YouTube show that I'm currently in uh, the beginning stages of um, of planning. But hoping that within the next uh, month or so, we should have an announcement about that. And that those are the two big things that are happening. What a teaser. And uh, if you'd like to give us anything, tell us anything about the show, tell us, give us your feedback. You can do it at live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com or go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. We're on it. <laughs> Let us know how you feel about this show. Okay. So we're at, we're probably at about 20 minutes left in the program mm-hmm. and we're fucking killing it. That's what this means. Segment wise, you know, like if this was a TV show, which isn't or whatever, but, but when be. people did try to tell me what to do, you'd say, you got to do segments. Fuck, I look at our cold open, then the first chunk of the show, then feedback, then we got 20 minutes left. Ah, fuck. In my sleep, yeah. I'm killing the show. Mm-hmm. But I got, what I do is I prepare for these programs. <laughs> and when I do prepare, we generally don't ever get to what we prepare, but. This one, I've got way more stuff prepared than what we're going to talk about. So I have three different topics, Kevin. Okay. Do I get to pick? And you'll get to pick. Oh, sweet. So I have um, how I feel about my penis. Okay. I have the chipmunk game mm-hmm. that I, I created. Right. <laughs> and I have a, a story about a pornography I watched. You think we'll get to two of three? We might get to two of three. I want to know how you feel about your penis. Okay. But I kind of want to know about the porno. Okay. I will go porno first, and I'll I'll end with how I feel about my penis. Okay? Right. Sounds good. Now, <clears throat> pornography, for me, is um, something I usually don't uh, talk about. Nope. Usually, uh, I keep it to myself. I am more... Good shame. Yeah, to be ashamed of it. Usually yeah. I do it. I'm ashamed. I, I, I keep it a secret, you yeah. know? Yeah. But every once in a while, I stumble across some pornography that's just too damn good. <laughs> All right. It is just too damn good. And I don't know how I stumbled upon this one. Mm-hmm. But, man, I wonder about girls sometimes. I wonder if what they do when it's a girl's weekend. Because every time I see girls that are on a girl's weekend, they're wild. You know, so I'm wondering, are all girls like this? What really goes on when it's just the girls right. behind closed doors? Pillow fights. And... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I see this one video, mm-hmm. a bunch of real girls. Like a documentary? 
It's no, it's a homemade. It's in the homemade category, I guess. Nice. It's a bunch of drunk girls. Mm-hmm. One girl's drunk, in particular. They're young girls, and the girl who's drunk, the girl who's the star of this this pornography, mm-hmm. is uh, she's fucking hilarious, and she's uh, just a delight. Like okay. she seems very likable. She seems very much a great time. <laughs> yeah. And uh and very funny. Like she made me laugh through the entire th- thing she was making me laugh. This girl in this pornography. And it's not pornography. It's it's amateur porn. It's it's like a homemade video of these girls. One of the girls is filming it uh in the hotel room after at uh, something, right? They're all at a hotel room together. Yeah, yeah. They're partying. And this one friend is on the bed, mm-hmm. completely nude. Yeah. And she has decided to make it her challenge to see if she can get her whole fist in her vagina. Right. So she's just uh, shoving like she gets the four fingers and she can get it to the point where it's at her knuckles, but she just can't get it further than that, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, one of her friends will come in the room and be like, oh, how, like, uh, Gloria, what are you doing? You know, like something like that. Yeah. And like have to run away, like there'll be some screaming and going, "What's going on in here? You girls are crazy!" You know, right. like 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 that. And then some girls are just screaming, like that they love it. It's a lot of screaming, right? And then the girls laughing and just <laughs> she's got her like legs at one point like over her head, and she's just concentrating on just and she's like, "It's so close! It's so close!" Like yeah. she's just got to do it. Anyways, um, I found it endlessly entertaining. I don't remember, like in a, I don't remember the the sec, like if it was if I found it sexual anymore. You I was just enjoying it like a entertaining TV show, and yeah. I didn't know if it would, the fist would ever eventually get in. And at one point in time, did it keep you tuned? Yeah, I, I was watching the whole thing, and then yeah. I watched it right to the end. And then she goes, uh, at one point in time, they're like, "Hey, you're never gonna get it in. Just give up, all right? We're gonna have to call. The, like, let's stop doing." The one girl's like, who was very uncomfortable by the whole thing, is like, "Let's just stop doing it's this." It's a draw, right? So then, uh, so then the girl stops, and then she gets up, and you can see she's kind of walks away from the bed, and then she just all of a sudden turns right around, gets back on the bed puts the legs above her head and gives it another try, you know? Like, yeah. just maybe thinks, like, she I'm going to fucking get this, you know? Like, it was a challenge. She didn't want to be defeated. No. no. It, she didn't want to be defeated. You could fist. tell... <laughs> by her own fist. <laughs> you could tell, like, uh, it started out, like, have you girls ever put your uh, whole fist in your vagina? That was like, that how it started? I don't know how this con- this would have got started, but this oh, is how okay. I imagine it All started. Because right. yeah, yeah. the video started, she's already naked on the bed trying to stick her fist in her vagina. Right. But the this one, um, I I imagine it was her. They're like playing like never have I ever or whatever. Have you ever stuck your fist in your vagina? Yeah. And then she's the only one that's like, I or whatever. You haven't tried that. It's like I come so close. You know, like I think I can do it. You know. Tonight's the night. And then <laughs> the friends are like, I want to see it. And then, uh, <laughs> then she's like, fucking right, you'll see it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's like a personal goal of hers: stick her own fist in her vagina. This is like. By the way, not the type of girl that seems like the type to put a fist in her vagina. She's like a sweet, like somebody's wife or girlfriend, yeah. like a, a girl next door type, and very much just having fun with her friends, Yeah. but admitting like, I'm so close to being able to fist myself, and I really think I can do it She got tonight. caught up, maybe got caught up in the moment. Yeah. yeah. She got, she's a little drunk too. I could tell she was a little drunk. <laughs> 
But anyways, bravo to her, whoever yep. she is out there. I wish I could find it. And that whole film crew entertained you. Oh, my God. Thank you to her friend who filmed that and humiliated her by putting it <laughs> online. <laughs> Thank you to everybody. Put, I really do enjoy it. I, I, if I saw that again in my porn feeds, yeah. I'm going to watch it again. Maybe you'll get movies like that. Maybe your algorithms change. Oh, my God. I hope so. I hope it's all just drunk girls trying to do stupid shit with their vagina. Yeah. Uh, it would be in, great. In a home movie style. Yeah, real girls. Like, I yeah. don't have any... If a girl looks like she's a, a if I if a girl looks familiar from porno, um, it disqualifies her. You don't need me. a professional sticking her fist in her vagina. No, I want to see a girl who's made a bad decision. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see something that isn't meant for me. Is right. really what I would say is like, I don't want to see a professional. I want to see a real guy, uh, like fuck normally, and then uh, know that I'm. I'm okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to see like some guy putting a half hard cock in a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not 14 inches long. Yeah. Juiced up on Viagra and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyways, that's my opinion, but everyone's welcome to their own kinks and stuff. Sure. I happen to like young drunk girls trying to fist themselves. Nothing um, wrong. Hey, nobody's judging you. Oh. People may be judging you. I don't know, but I'm not judging you. Well. It is what it is. It's what you Do like. what you want. Do what you want. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato, whatever you like, whatever uh, floats your boat. If it happens to be uh, drunk fisting, and I wouldn't call it fisting as much as it is four fingering and some knuckles. I like how entertained you were by it and not in a, like a, an aroused way. No, I like the fact that this is just what now is what I imagine all girls do when they go away just for a weekend together. Is that one of them's going to sit up on the bed and try to stick her whole hand in her, <laughs> her vag? <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, it changes your view on when your wife says, I'm going for a girl's night. You're like, oh, what? which one's going to be the one doing that trick? Yeah, take, you know. Make sure you film it. Yeah. And just, yeah, just even if it's just for personal use for me. Yep. Either way, I enjoy it. It's my favorite, one of my favorite forms of entertainment, as it turns out. And uh, I do like uh, when you see. One, oh, one time I saw um, pornography that it's kind of like up the alley of what I like, even though I don't appre I don't have any appreciation for the lifestyle because I've never tried the drug. But it said uh, a couple of girls all coked up, oh, wow. right? And I was like, I'm going to give this one a, a look-see. Yeah. And I went in there and I looked at it and the girls were uh, like, you could tell these were just real girls who were partying with these guys and they just filmed them banging them or whatever. Mm -hmm. They weren't, uh, I didn't seem like strippers. They seemed like girls who really like Coke. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, they may have been a uh, prostitute or maybe they were strippers, whatever. They just like regular girls and uh, they definitely um, got horny when they did Coke or whatever. There's no like hair and makeup for this. Yeah. Bad lighting. I like a little bad lighting. I like yeah. to know that this isn't a professional. But that's yeah. just me. Hey. That's just me. You know what I don't like though. What's that? Is uh, uh, you know the what's it called the cam shows? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the yep. cam shows. Yep. Because what they'll do, they'll do something like sexy, and then halfway through they read their comments and they want money. Yeah, and you're like, I'm not going to read comments. I do like the. I'm not like I don't want to sit here. Like I'm still jerking off. Now you're going to read comments. Thanks, big boy 777. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. What I do like is when uh, 
some and when a guy actually pays and it makes the ding-a, 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 it, it makes the thing in their ass start vibrating. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't oh, you know ever see that? that? No. They stick like a plug thing up their ass or their vagina. Maybe sometimes it's in their vagina. Yeah. And sometimes they go into public or whatever. And if a guy tips tips them, it makes the thing vibrate. Vibrate. So then people. We'll just keep tipping, and then the girl will be like, like being like she's being electrocuted. <laughs> what a move to yeah. get money. That's actually pretty funny. Like it, to me, that's a pretty fun move. I think send I, her into a job interview or something. It's amazing the the, the world of porn you get because yeah. like you go to different. There's like these four Brazilian girls who did that with the thing where you put the, the thing vibrate. up your wazoo and it would and tips would make you vibrate. Yeah, and uh, these girls were just uh, like uh, filthy. Mm-hmm. They were they were filthy, yeah. Uh, but bravo, yeah, good for them. So you don't just you don't see it in, in regular North American porn. You need to watch some South American porn once in a while. That's hilarious. Anyways, that's my porno story. And um, so to close today, I just wanted to, this is a real thought that I had. Okay, and it was it was about my penis, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> I think of my penis less of an as an appendage. Mm-hmm. Let me start that again. I think of my penis less as an appendage and more of a co-joined twin. Oh. You know? Yeah. Like, we're, he's still, like, part of me, but he has, like, we don't always agree on things. He, he has my, a mind of his own, yeah, you know? thoughts and... Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, it does have thoughts. Like, my penis does have thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how people can say they think with their gut? Yeah. Or they even people say you think with your dick, right? right? Yeah. But I really feel it in my dick. Oh, uh-huh. like when my dick wants something or whatever. When it, my dick's thinking something, I feel like a buzzing or an energy or something yeah. around my dick. Like it, my dick perked up. It's like saying, "Hey ho." Do you have that? Does yeah. your dick actually communicate with you? Yeah, I never really thought about it like that, but yeah, I understand the feeling you're talking about. Yeah, like it's, it's not like a boner we're talking about. Not it's a just, boner. No, no, know. it's just like energy in your yep. crotch for no reason. All of a sudden, there seems to be energy in your crotch. And you're like, "What's that from?" It's because your dick is 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 want something or yep. whatever. It's like perked up, and you're like, "What the fuck is this guy about?" Right? Because <laughs> like when we were young, we agreed on everything. Me and my dick. It was pretty. We were pretty much on the same page. Yep. And now we're not really as on the same no. page as much. I want to fuck way more than he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking dick about it. And I'm See like, why don't you want to do it? It's like, I oh, don't get tired easy. Or yeah, whatever. I like what I like. God damn it, man. I like it all. My brain likes everything. My brain's yeah. like, I like this. This is really, why aren't you liking this more, dick? Yeah. And then he's like, ah, big prostate's cutting you off. Yeah. Maybe dick is saying, I'm only going to get excited for what I know I can get to. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Like brain is, brain is saying yes to everything. And dick is like, let's be real here. I want I want something better. I want something different. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because my experience is that my dick is very faithful. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. And my dick. brain isn't as, as faithful. Right. Dick is like, I know what we're really going to get. You can think whatever you want. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. But I'm not saying like, yeah, but my dick's not very nice. Like, not. It, my dick doesn't always like an uh, do, like I'm only caring about my wife, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't do what I tell it to all the time. No, no. It likes fucking lots of breaks, Kev. It's your age. It likes lots of breaks. It's just like a little resting time. It's the age. 
And then I'm like, I don't uh, appreciate the rest. I can physically yeah. do it. It's just that you decide you're taking a break. Well, what the hell? Yeah, my cardio is good. My, what about yeah, your I've cardio? Done my, I've done my job. I've, I've done treadmill work or whatever. Yeah. I go for walks. Yeah. You fucking need to do some work, uh, working out there, mm-hmm. fucking old dick. Maybe we need a sponsor that can have dick exercises for us or something. Maybe, or just fucking some blue pills that make your dick hard. I try to get a sponsor like that, mostly because I want some. Yeah. Hey, that's another thing you can do is send me dick pills. It's <laughs> 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 a great idea. Yeah, yeah. You that should be the name of this episode instead of R.I.P. Norm McDonald because it's like so depressing. Yeah. We should just say, send me some dick pills. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the name of the episode. It's way more exciting. But I say that would be great. Just a nice fucking dick pill, eh? Yeah. That would be my next drug. I quit drinking, quit weed, and just go on full dick it's pills. Just Viagra. Yeah, just Viagra. Or whatever. Or Cialis. Or whatever. Blue Chews. Blue Chews. Just everything. Just walk around with, like, fucking ready-to-use boners at all times. Aging hard-ons and heavy heart rates and... You ever with your wife just wake up in the morning and you got a morning boner and you're like, you going to let this go to waste? <laughs> She'd just walk away. How often does this happen? You know, like we got to use this thing. Aren't we going to use it? Out the door. <laughs> like, fuck, this happens when I didn't even want it to. We got to at least use it. Yeah, yeah. She's like late for work. Yep. Brushing my teeth. Yeah. I'll wait till later when you're thinking about it. Yeah. And then you're stinking. That's a, such a true expression. When we were younger. Oh, you I, didn't think. Yeah. You can't think when you're having sex. And I think all the time. And so all that has to be like, cause I'm so AD, ADD mm-hmm. that all of a sudden I'll be fucking and, and then like something will come up like my taxes and then, <laughs> Jesus it just pops in my head. Yeah. Direction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's no good. Yeah. I was going to say, what was it? Uh, it was just in the middle of something. Do where eh, who gives a fuck? Um, Yeah. I was talking about my, I don't even care. You're in your dick. We're on a different page. I know that. But. Yeah, we're on a different page. He's he's oh, uh, morning morning wood. Oh, morning wood. Yeah, I was thinking like uh, morning, like uh, I used to do this thing when we were younger called the alarm cock. <laughs> I like, wonder where this is going. Yeah, like because like I would say, uh, my wife's like, I can't hit snooze. I gotta get up by a certain time. And I go, Do you want to set the alarm cock? Because uh, I always wake up from her first alarm. And it's awake before you. Yeah. And, you, and a lot of times it, in, in those days, it was definitely was uh, pretty much on the regular, already re- up and ready to go. Yeah. So then uh, if I knew she had to wake up, then I could uh, give her the alarm cock. Just give her a poke with the old alarm cock. Wake and then I have nine minutes before the snooze. Mm-hmm. And then by the first snooze, she's like uh, toweling off. <laughs> you're sleeping again <laughs> and i did my job and That's everybody's right. uh on time for work you yeah, know happy and then uh and it was a it was a happy solution yeah it was a great way to start the day as a fun thing to say alarm cock mm-hmm. and uh you know work like a charm i'm yeah, i'm learning more and more about you today like you do a lot of things in sacrifice for your wife yeah I, my haircuts she's my partner alarm cock I'll do the alarm cock for her. What I do is I make myself as ugly as I can for other women so they don't want to try to fuck me. And uh, what else do I do? Oh, I don't wash very often for the same reasons. <laughs> you really look out for her. Yeah. 
You're a good man. Uh, brushing my teeth is hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all things I do for my wife. Yeah. You're a good man. Also, my personality does help <laughs> <laughs> with the other women part. Uh, yeah. Not, not, not a huge problem for me. But anyway, so uh, that is our show this week, everyone. If you'd like to, uh, tell a friend if you liked it. And the, and then they can tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and then we'll have all these friends that listen to our show. Yeah. And stay tuned for the big news when it's ready to be announced. We hopefully will hear by next week's show what's going on. Uh, future shows coming up. We have one one uh, show booked with uh, the very funny David Green. We've been trying to get on the show forever. He'll be uh, doing a show uh, later this month on the twenty fifth, but I don't know when that's nice. going to be released. And uh, hopefully be uh, uh, having some more guests being booked as uh, if we can keep things out of lockdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, so until next week, we will see you in tea, everybody. See you next Thursday.